1: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Setting the Record Straight, a podcast of Reconstructionist Radio. I'm Jason Garwood, and I'm your host for this episode. I serve as lead pastor of Colwood Church in Carroll, Michigan. I am husband to Mary and father to three children. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out our Facebook page so you can interact with us on any questions you may have. Let's begin. I'm convinced of something now more than ever. We need more preaching from the law of God. Now, I know, I know, I I can hear the critics now. No, we we need more grace preaching. Uh, We can't submit ourselves to the yoke of the law. Uh, We need more free grace, more gospel-centered preaching. Setting aside the problem of pietism and some of those sentiments, I understand what you're saying. I get why people react the way they do to this sort of notion. For quite a long time now, evangelicalism has gotten along just fine without God's law. After all, aren't we freed from its chains? Isn't the law done and gone now that Christ has come? Jesus said that he fulfilled it. Doesn't that mean we are no longer obligated to it? Because many people foolishly believe these things, I see why people are often left with a sense of bewilderment when someone suggests that we need more law preaching. For reasons stemming from Pelagianism to pietistic dualism, the general pulse of the evangelical church is one of disdain towards the law of God. That was then, this is now, is the general quip. When pushback comes from suggesting that we preach more law, it usually stems, in my experience, from ignorance. People just don't have a proper biblical theology for understanding God's law, God's Torah, his instruction. All the more reason to have clarity on it. Of course, such foolish aphorisms of dismissal tend to be void of any meaningful exegesis. Couple that with a belligerent unwillingness to even consider what is being said and you have a disaster on your hands. There are many typical statements made by those who eschew the law of God. Jesus fulfilled it. We don't need it. That was for ancient Israel, not us. Um, we're, we're New Testament Christians. Love is what Christ demands, not law. Um, they had to earn their salvation. We don't now. Therefore, the law is over with. Um, law keeping is legalism and so on and so forth. Welcome to typical evangelicalism. So there you have it. We are swimming in a cesspool of cultural immorality. By and large, the secular humanists have taken over, and here we are, Christians who no longer have the front row seat at the town square meeting. From sodomite marriage to the ever-increasing problem of statism, we are now at an interesting crossroads. Is there a place for preaching the law in our pulpits? Is there a churchgoer who, like David, can say, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day is there a need for clarity on the law of God? If so, who will listen? He who has ears to hear, let him hear. My main thesis for this episode is simple. We need more preaching of the law of God. Yes, that's from the pulpits. We also need people in the pew who long to know the law of God too. I've listed five reasons today why we need the preaching of the law of God, and we'll spend a little bit of time on each, and I'll have some scriptures for you to consider as well. So let's start with number one. We need the preaching of the law of God so that we understand the character of God. I'll say it again. We need the preaching of the law of God so that we understand the character of God. The Creator God is the unchanging, infinite God, he has graciously condescended to our level, and in doing so, covenanted himself to his creatures. The transcendent has become close. The sovereign has drawn near. The law of God, therefore, is a mirror of God. It reflects and portrays to us his character and nature. When we look into the mirror of the law, we see what our sin really is, and we see who God really is. James to 25 reads, The law is a mirror. The law shows us the way of liberty and self-government under God. Why? Because it shows us what God is like. Jesus said in Luke 18, verse 19, that no one is good except God alone. We then read in Romans seven twelve that the law is holy and the commandment is holy and righteous and good. Did you catch that? God is good. The law is good. God is holy. The law is holy. God is just. The law of God is just. Deuteronomy thirty-two verse four says, "The Rock, His work is perfect; for all His ways are justice. A God of faithfulness and without iniquity, just and upright is He." God is just. God is truth. What else is just? And what else is truth? Well, the Bible tells us. Psalm one nineteen one forty two declares that God's quote, law is true. End quote. Psalm one nineteen verse one fifty one affirms that God's commandments are true. Why are they true? Because God is true. They go hand in hand genesis twenty one thirty three declares that God is the everlasting God. He is the eternal one. Guess what else is eternal? You guessed it. The law of God psalm one eleven seven to eight says the works of his hands are faithful and just. all His precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. The point is, we have churches full of people who simply do not know God. They don't know God because they don't know His law. In a time when the holiness of God is downplayed in an effort to be relevant and hip and cool and what have you, we have literally shunned the character of God by rejecting His law word. How can one claim to know God, yet not know His law? The answer... They fashion a God in their own image. Well, my God would never demand such a tyrannical thing like law. Well, yes, you're right. That's because you've made a God just like yourself, and that will send you to hell forever. So we need the preaching of the law of God so that we understand the character of God. But number two, we also need the preaching of the law of God so that we know how to apply God's demands. We need it so that we can apply God's demands. Now, contrary to the easy believism of evangelical America, the gospel message demands that you slay yourself by taking up your cross and following Jesus. If you want to keep your life for eternity, you have to lose it now, which means that the demand of the law is no more or less than the demand of the gospel. Yes, we are saved by grace through faith, but as we'll see shortly, that doesn't mean the law is now null and void. When we look at the entirety of the Word of God, we quickly come to realize that the law of God does demand something. It demands complete and utter holiness. Leviticus 11, verse 44, for example, says, Consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I am holy. The demand that God has for sinners is perfect sanctification. God wants His people to ethically line up to His law word without fault. And Jesus says the same thing in Matthew five forty eight. You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Of course, what the law demands, only the gospel can provide. Thanks be to God. But the application of God's demands on us is found in the law of God. The law is man's tool of dominion. We know that. We, we are to use it in society to expand the kingdom of God through all inst- institutions and governments. Uh, self, family, church, and state. We'll get back to that in a minute. When we see what the law requires... We get to because of the gospel, use it for God's glory. John Gresham Machin once said, The gospel does not abrogate God's law, but it makes men love it with all their hearts. When a man's heart has been changed by the gospel, he begins to love the law because it is through loving the law that men know how to implement what God demands from them. Magistrates know how to govern. Fathers know how to disciple their children, and churches know how to carry out their duties. So we need preaching from the law of God so that we know how to apply what God demands. Third thing, we need the preaching of the law of God so we understand the fullness of the gospel. A man who has no need for the gospel has no need for the law either, for the two go hand in hand. Machen again writes, a new and more powerful proclamation of the law is perhaps the most pressing need of the hour. Men would have little difficulty with the gospel if they had only learned the lesson of the law. End quote. In other words, you don't really know the fullness of the gospel message, both its application and its beauty, until you have grasped the law. For the law brings about a consciousness of sin. When, when we see and feel the weight of God's demands on our lives, we then get to see just how impossible it is without the good news of Christ's kingdom agenda. Machen says again, A low view of the law always brings legalism in religion. A high view of the law makes a man a seeker after grace. We desperately need law preaching, not because we need legalism, no one is arguing that, but because we need grace. When the exegetical endeavors of a preacher is devoid of the law, how could one possibly demonstrate the magnificence of the gospel? It simply cannot be done. We need preaching from the law of God so that we understand the fullness of the gospel. Let's let the Apostle Paul demonstrate this for us. In Romans 7, he writes, What then shall we say? That the law is sin? By no means. Yet if it had not been for the law... I would not have known sin, for I would not have known what it is to covet if the law had not said, You shall not covet. The point is, a man does not know the depths of the grace found in the gospel until he sees the shallowness of his own sin. You simply cannot know God's grace until you see just how awful you are. And how do we see how awful we are? The law of God, which reveals the character of God, shows it to us. When we have pulpits that proclaim the good news of Christ and preach the law of God in such a way, it helps understand more and more the fullness of the good news, the gospel message itself. Number four, we need the preaching of the law of God so we know what to repent of. We need the preaching of the law of God so we know what to repent of. Repentance and faith is the name of the Christian game, so to speak. You never outgrow repentance. In fact, the first word of the gospel message from the mouth of Jesus in Mark 1 is repent. How do we know what we need to repent of? The law shows us. As mentioned previously in Romans 7 there, Paul didn't know he needed to repent of covetousness. How could he? He needed the law to show him, to reveal it to him. And so it is for every sinner and every saint. When the law of God is proclaimed from the pulpits, repentance is not far behind. The reason is simple. When we see the law for what it is, that being the revelation of the holiness of God, we see how far away we are from holiness ourselves, and we are moved to repentance. Now, lest we be tempted to think that repentance is just a New Testament thing, listen to the words of Deuteronomy 30, 1-3. And when all these things come upon you, the blessing and the curse, which I have set before you, and you Call them to mind among all the nations where the Lord your God has driven you, and return to the Lord your God there's our word: return you and your children, and obey His voice in all that I command you today with all your heart and with all your soul. Then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have mercy on you, and He will gather you again from all peoples where the Lord your God has scattered you we're We're not talking about repentance as simply being a feeling you get when you feel bad about sinning. We're talking about the ethical, judicial aspect of God's covenant. There are blessings and cursings that come upon the people of God in all nations, depending on how well we return to the Lord. That's the key word in Deuteronomy 30. The gathering of the people of God is a sign of God's restoration of all those who will repent. So we need the law so we know how far we've wandered from covenantal disobedience and obedience. Your word is a lamp to my feet, and a light into my path. Psalm 119, 105. We don't see clearly unless we have the law go before us. The fifth reason we need preaching from the law of God. We need preaching from the law so we know how to reconstruct a society. This wouldn't be Reconstructionist Radio if I didn't mention this. We need preaching of the law of God so we know how to reconstruct a society. Because the law is man's tool for dominion and because the gospel impacts peoples and thus cultures and institutions, the law gives us a framework for how that culture should function. If, according to Romans 13, the, the civil magistrate is it's God's covenantal head for the state and he is to govern according to God's will, being under God's command and authority, what standard is he to look to? The law. If a father is head of the family and he is to govern his family according to God's will being under God's command and God's authority what standard is he is he to look to the law of God if the elders of a local church are the head of the church and they are to govern their churches according to God's will being under God's command and his ultimate headship and his authority what what standard are they to look to the law of God do you see the theme One more should suffice. If a man is to govern himself according to God's will, himself being under God's command and covenantal authority, what standard does he look to to know how to do it? The law of God. Samuel Bolton once said that the law sends us to the gospel to be justified, and the gospel sends us back to the law to inquire what is our duty as those now justified. The same can be said not just for individuals, but nations as well. Listen to this prophecy from Isaiah 2 concerning the kingdom age of the Messiah's reign. It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be lifted up above the hills and all the nations shall flow to it. And many people shall come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between nations, and shall decide disputes for many peoples. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. When men, nations, churches, and institutions are brought under the lordship of Christ, they become a light to the rest of the nations, They come to the church to find God's law so that they know how to live, how to govern, how to manage themselves. Since the task of the church is to disciple the nations, and thus they covenant with God and vow to walk in his ways, it then necessitates the law of God to be proclaimed. If they are to be taught to obey all that Christ has commanded, that's the entirety of the word of God, then it goes without saying that the law is a part of this. I agree 100% with Machen. One of the most pressing needs of the hour is the preaching of the law of God. So when men are converted, what happens? They begin to love the law. How could they not? The Spirit has written it on their hearts, but it doesn't stop there. They want not only themselves to be governed by God, they want their churches to be governed by God's law. They want their families to be governed by God's law. And they want the state to be governed by God's law. Why? Because it's wisdom in the eyes of a foolish world. So there you have it. Five reasons why we need more preaching of the law of God. Now, obviously, I couldn't cover everything, for who can say everything about everything all the time? No one. But I want to review these quickly before we close out. The first thing, first reason we need the preaching of the law of God is so that we understand the character of God. We must know God himself, his holiness, his supremacy, his covenantal authority. We must know this. And how do we know this character, this person, this Godhead, the Trinity, we we need the preaching of the law of God. Number two, we need the preaching of the law of God so that we know how to apply God's demands. God demands holiness, and we are to pursue it. And now in Christ, obviously, we we have it. Positionally, we are declared holy. And yet, we work that out in history as men who are governed by God's Holy Spirit, um, who points us to the law to know how to apply God's demands in our own lives. Number three, we need the preaching of the law of God so we understand the fullness of the gospel. The good news is never good news if we don't understand how bad the bad news is. And the bad news is, well, we've sinned against God. We have entirely turned our backs from Him, and we must repent and turn to Him. And when we feel the weight of our sin and we see it because of the the preaching of the law of God— Then we understand the fullness of the gospel, and those two things go hand in hand. They aren't um, opposites. Number four, um, we need the preaching of the law of God so we know what to repent of. Some of these obviously go together, but we need to know what to repent of. What do we we to turn from? Well, we turn from violating his law. And, And lastly, we need the preaching of the law of God so we know how to reconstruct a society. The law of God is man's tool for dominion. We are to use it to expand the kingdom glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, our King. So those are the five reasons we need the preaching of the law of God. My name is Jason Garwood, and uh, I want to thank you for, for joining me for these few minutes. And I pray that you take these tools and you use them for God's glory and I want to just remind you, check out our Facebook pages. We have some pages for all of our various stations We're setting the record straight and so on and so forth. Um, you can go in there. There's also a Reconstructionist Radio um, group where we have some dialogue and different things in there. So I want to invite you to join us on there. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you can ask questions. And if you have any ideas for things you'd like for us to, um, to cover... We would love that. We would be more than happy to to hear that from you. So grace and peace to you all. May the Lord bless you this week. And may we seek to implement the crown rights of King Jesus um, as people under God, individuals under God, as um, families also in our churches. And let us contend for the faith that's been delivered to us. Especially out in the public square. So, thanks again. Grace and peace.
0: Thank you for listening to Setting the Record Straight. Join us on Facebook at the Reconstructionist Radio Discussion Group. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to listen to all of our podcasts and to download our free audiobooks.